So I'll just uh, try to recap a little bit, um, and then we'll go into some practical um, tips. We will practice some stuff, okay, um, and we'll see how it will work. Yesterday we addressed the idea of roles in marriage, and uh, I told you I prefer the, the word calling, and we discussed each person's calling, and we said that uh, we have to agree on these ground rules that um, uh, Men equal women, equal values and importance, different function, different ways of expressing that calling. Um, and it is your responsibility, not your rank. And it is, I know it's hard to give up this cultural idea of that I am the man, I am the woman. And unfortunately, um, women still suffer from this. Um, um, cultural or like stereotypical uh, view of, of them, but in the biblical terms, uh, we discussed that the word helper means she is the stronger, she is the more resourceful, she is the life-giving person. So um, equal value, different roles. We talked about the, the husband, is that we are called as men of God, as godly men. So if you want to be a godly man, and it is your choice, you need to follow Christ's example, um, sacrifice. It's not about you. It is not about my wife is not giving me enough or from what I need. No, it is how can I make her feel enough. Okay, so when you think, that you would, you would come home and the other person should comfort you, this is the wrong idea and this is the beginning of all the problems. But when you, what, but when you go home or on your way home, you think about how I need to, how I should comfort my wife and my children. Now this is the magic. <laughs> now this is the miracle. Now this is the, the true calling. Um, we talked about the the headship, uh, the headship um, under the curse or without Christ. Without Christ, we are lording guys, men. It's easy for us, easy to boss people around, easy to claim my manly um, identity. But with Christ. Uh, we are servant leaders. My goal is to reach that um, Christ-likeness. And this is my identity. It's, it's not easy, as we mentioned before. Uh, we talked about the wife's role. She is a suitable helper. And, and, and by the way, I, I didn't I mention that. Suitable also, and now Abuna will go into Hebrew and he will do his stuff. But, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Suitable, uh, I, I heard many um, so explanations for it, but it meant that she is the best one um, to suit your you. It, she is the best fit for you. This is why you chose her. So it, it is a good reminder um, for either. When, when the day comes or when, or when days come throughout your marriage and you have some resentment, you will regret that decision or you say, ah, oh, what if I should have when all these things, remember 
why you chose that person in the in, in the beginning why you chose this person to be your life partner out of all people there must be something good dwell on that okay go back and be humble enough to go back and say you know what i feel bad now i am angry now but you know i recall these days when i chose her when i chose him because of one thing it's always to have good to have few reasons why you are in this marriage okay we so i hope i was uh, equally hard <laughs> no it's okay i'll talk to you after it's okay uh, it's uh, and 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 we said uh, women uh, and women because now you're uh, like you need to understand your husband. We all about product. We do stuff, tasks uh, versus women. Uh, they are about the product, about the experience, about the communication, about the details. Uh, so. Having said all that, we still have to deal with our stuff, right? <laughs> Having these fine goals, we still have to deal day to day with our conflicts, with our, and this is a typical day in most households, I guess. Some guys may uh, yeah, prefer the basement, <laughs> but it is that brick, yeah. And, and, and if it's not a, an actual brick, there is many visual or virtual bricks uh, uh, that can we build or we let it build itself by pushing the conflicts aside, by not addressing the issues. Or we may have tried before and it was so frustrating, so just we either stop trying or we are in something we call in marriage counseling the um, negative feedback loop. Uh, in air conditioning, the thermostat in your home, whether for the heat or for the AC, it is in a negative feedback loop. What does it mean? You set it on 72, okay? Um, and this is the equilibrium. This is the balance that you set for your home. When the temperature goes down, the feedback loop kicks in and the heat goes on to bring it back to 72. And why it is negative? Because it's maintaining the same cycle, the same status quo. So, I guess most couples have this negative feedback loop. Example, um, my wife comes home from work, tired, frustrated. She unloads this on me, and there's something to be done in the house. Kids are driving us crazy. We talk about it, and she tells me that you're not doing enough. I get angry, I get defensive. I raise my voice, she raises and her voice, and nothing is resolved. And throughout the years, it, it, it has become a pattern. 
So what's after the discussion? I go back to my TV. She goes back to her room, does her own things. We come down, wake up in the morning, and it's like just a normal day. Have we addressed the issues? Have we talked about the kids? Have we talked about my frustration that she comes home and she just unloads all this on me? No. So it becomes a pattern. And if it happens on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, whatever issue arises. So we, so my thermostat kicks in when the temperature goes down or up now because we are like fighting. I want to bring it down. So I go back to, to, to my basement. She goes back to her room and it's, it is another day. This is the negative feedback. The positive one, which is about making change, where I understand that I need to break that loop. I break that, that cycle. So let's talk about it at another time when both of us are calm, when we're not fighting or shouting, when we talk um, equally to one another, not down or not tucked. Uh, talk at one another, talk with one another. This is the positive feedback. So now you are changing the whole cycle, you're changing the, the whole temperature of the room. I understand, or I'm sure that as I was talking, you may have some images of some negative feedback loops. You have it in your own home. And, and don't tell me you're not. It is in every couple, with every couple, okay? Things we do to just ignore the, the issues, and tomorrow is like just another normal day. So, if you have this wall built, we need to, to take it down one brick at a time, and it is by your choice. And I love here one brick equals one choice. Every time you choose to break that negative cycle, you're taking one brick away from that wall. So we need to focus on one issue rather than everything in the whole world, rather than bringing everything from the minute we dated to, to, to the day that we'll, we'll die. This is our problem. We feel so emotional that we generalize, that we say, as I uh, mentioned yesterday, you always. So you, if you start by an attack, and then always includes everything in the person's life. So that the person feels that he or she is the problem, and the solution is that they will disappear. So try to focus on one issue. Focus on the, uh, on the problem, not the person. The person is not the mistake. The person is not your problem. But the way we talk and the way we express our emotions sends the message that you are my problem. And unless you change myself, I can't accept you anymore. I can't deal with you. And I would rather. We may not say this. But this message comes through. And I become defensive because 
I don't want to accept that because I am not the problem. But if you want to talk to me that you appreciate me, but you do not appreciate a certain action I did, I am all willing to talk. Is this not clear? So try to just come down, down to 50 and, and, and think about what do I really want from this talk? Is it to destroy my partner? Is it to tear him or tear her down? Or is it to send a message, I'm committed to you, but I need to address this issue? Makes a big difference, right? You communicate respect, acceptance, love, commitment, not rejection. And in the same time, you say, we need to discuss this problem or this need in our house or in, in our relationship. What else? Behavior, not the character. <laughs> Big difference. When you address a behavior rather than the character of the person. Be specific. We have a problem of expressing our feelings because we mix feelings with thoughts. But we need to practice how to express our feeling without judging the character of the person. And an exercise coming soon, we'll learn something called the I statement. Instead of the you statement, I will explain now or after one minute. You can never, even if you are my wife, you can never know what's inside my heart. My heart and my brain and my motives are mine. So when you talk, observe the facts that you can see with your eyes or heard directly from me, not from your other person. Remember the triangulation? The third person that's always in the picture? Remember that from yesterday? Are you awake or not? Okay, so this is a good sign that you're focused or what's that? Okay, so instead of listening from the other person or from your mom or from your neighbor or from your friend at, at work, I'll appreciate when you observe something or talk about something you heard directly from me or you saw me doing. And instead of judging my internal motives and heart and mind. And it is not about, it's not a, about who wins. It's about how the team wins. We talked about, uh, I, I guess like one of you, I don't know, maybe she was sitting here yesterday. She said that it is a teamwork. Yes, we are a team. So if one loses, the team loses. <laughs> we have to accept that. So. So. 
this handout is called the I statement practice. The I statement is about owning your thoughts and your feelings. And instead of saying, you never call me on your way from home. You never respond to my text. That's an attack. That's an attack. And you know what? I say, yes, I'm busy working. What do you want? But when you say, I care about you, that I know that I want to check on you throughout the day, you know what? You own your need. You own your thoughts. And I will be gladly happy to address this need. I'll send the message back. Because I know now you care about me. You're not just bugging me. So it is the I statement. Taking responsibility for your feelings will help improve, especially when you're or angry. So the, there is a formula. And I know for, this, for, for the skeptics here, OK, this is stuff we do in lectures. No, this is real life. Okay? It takes practice. And there's a formula. I feel blank when you blank because. It takes practice. Okay? And this is your homework. So, example, you make me angry because you're, you're always late. What's, what's wrong here? Let's talk. What's wrong in this statement? You make me so first, yeah, but you, and when you point the finger, I will build my walls up because now I'm under attack. So I will not even listen to you, right? I won't listen to you because you're coming angry and you're starting with you. Make me angry, by the way, as we say to teenagers, nobody makes you angry. You choose to be angry. Okay? If I make you angry, I'm so powerful that you're admitting I, I can control you. So nobody makes you angry. You choose to be angry. So it, it is you because you're always late. Really? Always late? Big difference when you say, I feel frustrated. When you come home late because I stay awake, worrying. What does it convey here? Talk with me. What does it convey here, this message? Care, what else? Affection, what else? What's that? Yeah. Yes, wisdom. And it, it says that I have put some thought into it, okay? I'm not r rushing through the door with a pointing finger or with a stick in my hand, and I'm going to just smack you down because you didn't respond you know, to me. No. It is, it, it is a wise approach because, you know what? I, I need to deliver a message. I'm not attacking you. I still like you, by the way. You're my husband or you're my wife, by the way. We're staying, okay? We're, 
we're still committed. But I am addressing the behavior, not the character. And I am owning my frustration. Not because you frustrate me. No, it's because when you didn't respond, I got even worried, more worried. The other example, you never call, you don't even care. It happens, right? I feel hurt when you forget to call. What I'm saying here, that I am, I know that you care about me, but you, you forgot to call. You know, because I can't judge your motives that you don't want to call me. But you're so busy, you may have forgotten to call. So I feel hurt when you forget to call because it seems like you don't care. This is what I am getting. So now I am offering you an opportunity to explain or to tell me that you care. So if you want to sit in different corners or if you in your own seat, if you want to practice these uh, examples, so here the, the, there are three practice statements, three scenarios. I want you to practice the I statement. Or if you want to go in, in the corner and practice a, a, a real life scenario, it is up to you. Okay, so practice now. Practice now, okay? Okay, so let's regroup, please. Let's regroup. Okay, the first one. The first one, okay. Let's listen. Okay, it says your friend keeps canceling plans at the last minute. Last weekend, you were waiting for them at the restaurant. When they called to tell you they would not be able to make it, you were left feeling hurt. So... I would say I feel hurt when you cancel uh, the plan in the last minute. Oh, I have to say because? <laughs> okay, because, because I was already in a restaurant and waiting and looking forward to be with you. Yes, okay. Bravo, because I was looking forward to be with you or to spend time with you. So... You are a little bit opening of yourself, become a little bit vulnerable, it's okay, because you want to express that this event or this outing or this date, if you are a couple, was really important to you, okay? You own your feeling of being hurt, this is important to me. Okay, any other example? So I was going to say, uh, I feel like my time is not respected when, um, you know, we have plans in the restaurant and either you don't show up or you come late because that makes me feel that, you know, my time is not as valuable as yours. I feel hurt, like he said. I feel hurt, frustrated. I feel frustrated when we have plans and 
I, you know, I make those plans based on what we talked about, but then you don't show up at a restaurant. A little less aggressive. <laughs> okay. And here, I, I, I can hear more care, not that you're not respecting me. Okay, so, okay, who else? Anybody wants to try the second or the third scenario? How about it makes me feel frustrated when you continue to cancel the plans that I have outside of the house just so you can make different plans for yourself. It makes me very sad inside and heartbroken when you don't communicate to me that you have made plans with friends outside the house. Because I love you. All right. <laughs> so I guess you get it, or I hope you get it, okay? It is just thinking about what you want to say, okay? Because you want to communicate here. And if you are feeling anything, own it. Own it. I feel this way. Instead of you. Okay? So this is hard work. Keep this sheet. Make it a practice. Or if there is any pressing issue, pause, wait in the garage, wait in your car before entering the house. And really practice what you want to say. This is your goal. I think, I think there is a fine line between expressing your feelings and feeling victimized all the time. And yeah, it's good to express your feelings. But feeling always that you're the victim, always you are overloaded with, with, with the actions of others and feeling that everyone's pointing fingers at you. It's always hard. I mean, when you say you're hurt, sometimes it hurts more because you feel like you're you're the vulnerable. Yeah, thank you. That's it. And this is why we have problem with feelings, okay? Because we are conditioned to know that when I, when I feel something, it means I am weak, especially sad feelings, angry feelings, whatever. But we have to unlearn that, <laughs> really. I am a person, therefore I have feelings. Or I am a human being, therefore I have feelings. It's not I am weak because I have feelings. And this is, we, we have to really work on that. Feelings are normal, um, innate, God-given um, traits of any human being. God himself, Jesus felt angry. Jesus felt hurt, felt pain, felt sad, and he expressed that. So I, 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 I agree with you. We have to unlearn this relationship. Number two, when I use the I statements, I guess the purpose here is that it is a shared responsibility. Yes, I, 
I felt frustrated when this happened or when you did not call me back. Right, uh, right away, you are sending a message of not being a victim. But we do this together. From the simplest thing of responding to, to my phone call or, or to my text, to going to dinner, to buying a house together. Okay? We share this. When you do something, you affect me. And when I do something, you I affect you. So this is the message. It's not about being the victim, because it's a choice to be a victim, by the way. Um, but I, I agree with you. And our job is to unlearn this um, relationship between feelings means I am weak or mean I'm a victim. No, feelings mean I'm human. And I'm invested in this relationship. Because you know what? If I don't feel <laughs> anything, I'm not invested. I don't care about you. I don't care other, uh, uh, about marriage, your way, and my way. But when I still feel something, it means I still am still invested in this relationship because I feel. After many years of marriage, we stop feeling because there's something called stonewalling. By the way, this can be another, another conference. Breathing, by the way, learn how to breathe. <laughs> Breathing. Yeah, really breathe. Breathe, count, calm down, put your, your, your feelings and your thoughts into words, into coherent statements, and choose a good time. And by the way, this is also another tip. By now, or you will be knowing your spouse's best time to talk, or to even listen to any voice, literally any voice, even if it's phone ring, my worst time is the first two hours in the morning. Please. Amen, right? Yeah. So now my wife, after 25 years, she like knows it because she just rolls out from bed and she has a long list of topics and issues and decision-making, past, present, and future. Really, she just opens her eyes, and there's a power on. Uh, yeah, but thank God. Because you know what? I told her, I, I would love to talk about this, but please, I need my first two hours, especially on the weekend or on like any day. I need my time because I can't. I would love to talk, but I can't. Just give me these two hours. And she does. So teach your spouse what is the best time to talk about stuff. And the other person needs to respect that. I like the idea that you just said, put your feelings into words. Because I did married for almost 30 years. Uh, I felt like it's really hard for men to express their feelings in words. It's, I guess it's the way they taught in, in Egypt that it's kind of embarrassing for a man to say what he exactly feels. And most of the time, this affects him in um, a, you know, the love language would be completely different than the woman. Like, so the way he helps in the house, 
versus giving his wife a hug, okay? The woman would rather have a hug or a nice word in the morning or whatever, versus men, they express their love in a different language, the action. But when we sit down to talk about our feelings, uh, it's so hard for men to say that I'm hurt or this part bothered me or this part make me angry. He never been taught how to express their feelings versus the woman. I'm really easy to express my feeling and say whether hurt me or I like this or I dislike that or I love this. So this is why when the love language is completely different than... Thank you. Yeah, there's a lot of factors affecting information, and this is why we're here, and this is why I hope, guys, you are open to learn. You're open to practice, okay? And, and I'm not saying that because I am a master at all of this. I'm still learning, okay? But at least start at some point. If you really want to live a quality life, because it is also your choice to live a boring, angry life, or a quality one. And a quality one does not mean it's, it's problem-free, but it's how you address the problem, how you, how you approach the problem. We're not talking about a problem-free marriage because this, it, it doesn't exist. But we're talking about tools to make your marriage better every, not every day, every year maybe, every month, okay? Um, any question about the I statement? Or you're ready to uh, move on? Can you practice that at home for the next month? This is a public commitment. This is a public promise to do this every day for the next month. Deal? Okay. So the next <laughs> handout, it's called the fair fighting rules. But I want to just take out the word fighting and maybe fair conversation rules. But it's here, and it is copyright, so. We will fight. We will argue. We will not like each other. It happens, and it's okay. But it has, we, we, we have to have some fair rules. Okay? Number one is, before you begin, um, Ask yourself why you feel upset. It kind of relates to, to, to the I statement. Why am I upset about this action? Ask yourself. And this example, are you truly angry because your partner left the mustard on the counter? Or are you upset because you feel like you're, you're doing an uneven share of the housework, and this is like just one more piece of, of evidence. Take time to think about why you feel upset to make your, your argument. One thing you, you should know about feelings, especially the anger feelings. Anger is a secondary emotion. It's what's on the surface, like your skin. What's beneath your skin is the root, is the causes for the anger. So the primary emotion for, 
for, for anger is words like disappointment, frustrated, feeling um, um, un, uh, it is not fair, hurt, because anger is a secondary emotions to expectations. So I want you to examine your expectations that when they are not met, it comes out in anger. The symptom. Anger is the symptom. The causes or the etiology is the frustration, disappointment of some expectations that, that, that are not met. So here, before you begin, ask, why am I really upset? What's, what's underneath the feeling of upset? Make sense? Don't talk when you're angry. Go in your room and just hit the wall, okay? And then come back and let's talk. Please. Huh? It depends if, it, if it's an uh, old house, uh, yes. If it's a new house like yours, no. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, uh, well, but snowman. So, actually, this is a really good point. When you're really feeling the heat and you're angry, um, stay alone, Shwai. Stay alone. Let it cool off. It's not worth the fight. It's not, worth, it's not worth losing the person in the process. Because your problem is not the person. Your problem is a behavior. Is a decision that, that was made. Or whatever. So just thank you. Take some time. Okay, number two. As we mentioned, discuss one issue at a, a, a time. Don't bring issues from your childhood. Don't bring like issues from your ex-fiance 20 years ago. Don't bring issues from the past. Bring what happened today or yesterday. Focus. Yes, we mentioned this uh, yesterday. Number three, no degrading language. We have certain words we use. <laughs> or maybe looks. We have really bad looks. Don't. Why? Do you want to destroy the person or do you want to send a message? that communicates what you feel in order to arrive at a solution. So don't use this kind of like language, nasty language. And you know it and I know it, okay? Um, express your feelings with words and take responsibility for them. We already addressed like that. Um, Take turns 
like talking, um, it is hard, but um, it can come easily when you take a time out and you know the best time to talk. Listen. And, um, and like early on in my counseling practice, when they taught me like how to talk and, and how to uh, listen, our instructor told us a tip. Listen, 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 then speak. And then listen, listen, and speak. And then listen and speak. What's the point here? Listen more than you speak. Because listen, 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 speak. <laughs> In the beginning. Listen and listen more and listen more. Yeah. Exactly. Good tip. Okay, so practice listening. And I would appreciate if you try to listen not only to the words spoken, but to the underlying feelings and thoughts and what's happening behind the words. Again, it takes practice. I'm not saying you, you'll go out of this church and you'll be experts in listening, but it's, it's intentional. Be intentional about learning. No stonewalling. It is the, the silent treatment. The look down and going into your room and slamming the door and you're not out un, until t tomorrow morning and that's it. Or you don't respond to text or you, or you, you like don't respond to calls. Stonewalling. And unfortunately, we have been raised this way by our parents, maybe, or like some, uh, maybe it is a cultural thing, the silent treatment. And it even hurts more and builds more walls. Mm, don't point fingers. <laughs> no yelling. Take a time out if things get too heated. We already addressed in that. Attempt to come to, yes, this is a good one. Compromise. Meet each other at some point. Stephen Covey, if, if you have uh, read his uh, book, um, The Seven Habits of the Most Effective Leader, he mentioned that um, we always uh, approach life or, or business or whatever. It's, uh, it's a win-lose situation or lose-lose. No, one way make it a win-win. And it means that it doesn't have to be my way or your way. It can be a third alternative. Because we, we get too stuck. I want you to listen because I want you to do what I feel is right for, for us. But if you respect her or his you know, input, it shouldn't be your or her way. It, should, it can be a third way that you come up together with. And you, and you can create a third alternative. It doesn't happen every time, but if it's really heated, it's really, there is no way out of this 
discussion and we have to make a decision, let's create a third way. All right? So these are called the, the fair fighting rules. Um, and there are many of them. How about also you as a couple come up with your, with your own fair fighting rules? This is generic, okay? But you, you can come up with your own, right? Do you want to give examples more than this sheet of fair fighting rules? Come on. You can do it. What could be a fair conversation rule? Not uh, fighting, because we should not fight. Yes. No conversation before 12 p.m. to make sure we're both awake. Okay. No discussion before 12 p.m. What else that can be fair rule? Anybody here? Yeah, you have one? Be kind. Yes. Thank you. This is amazing. Be kind. Wow. Yes. Be kind. Thank you. Actually, this is the most important rule. Be kind. Why being harsh and be abrasive and, and, and why? It's not worth it. Be kind. Thank you, Habib. What else? Yes. Be substantive. Stay focused on the objective. So whatever the issue is, stick with that and the resolution. the goal of my talk, right? Thank you. What else? What could be a fair rule for you? What's that? After food, so let's eat first, huh? Yeah, because when you're hungry, uh, yes. Yeah, that's a nice one. Thank you. Yeah. Be tolerant. Be tolerant, yes. And be patient, too. Be patient. Marriage is hard work. It takes years. You have one? Oh, another one? Responsible. Responsible. Okay. Some wisdom is like coming from here. <laughs> Be responsible. Yes, thank you. Come see me in 15 years. I got daughters. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, have da I have daughters. So come see me in 15 years. Yeah, <laughs> good one. <laughs> um, give the other person... Um, time to think about it. Just don't dump it right Ooh. there and then. So prepare them for the conversation that you will have. Okay. So give them some early warnings? <laughs> well, you can put it, you know, like in a positive, yeah. like rather than kind of point, you know, fingering, you can say, hey, uh, let's talk about this great time to talk about, you know, A, B, and C tomorrow yes. at this time. Would that work for you? So the other person has, you know, a little bit of time to think about the action and, yeah. um, you know, kind of the resolution as well. Great. I love that. And if I may add, give time also after to think and to respond. Because 
in the heat of the moment, I want a decision now. I want a yes now, okay? Because I want to agree on like, what I'm saying. But uh, this is really nice to give time before, allow time after. This works if both parties follow the rules, but what if the other one party does or doesn't follow the rules? Mm -hmm. or, or yeah. So uh, I said, this is this is a question. Okay. <laughs> so I, I was going to start by it, it is nice to both parties if they agree to follow. But yes, like what if like uh, one will decide? Well, this is makes like no sense. I'm I'm not doing this anymore. Well, I I don't know. What do you think? More patience, I guess. Give them like some time and revisit the issue. Or maybe I want to step back, and maybe my approach to these rules is like should be different. I don't know. Like I don't have an, an answer for you, but I guess for every action there is a reason. So let's find out the reason. Okay. Don't get stuck on these sheets. Okay. These are only you know, suggestions. Okay. But it's it's a way to start the conversation. And if one is not really cooperative or not invested, well, it's okay. Give them time, and maybe in a better time, let's discuss why you think this is a waste of your time. Let's talk about that. Respectfully. Good one. I like what you said yesterday about praying out loud for the other person, so maybe you could add that to your roles, like pray about it out loud. So the, each other can hear what you're praying for. So praying out loud. But there's a caveat. Okay? Sometimes we send a message through prayers. God, please help him to stop being angry at me. This is... Uh, yeah, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Don't manipulate the prayer. But if you, if you, if you pray for the needs... Um, of your husband or your wife. Uh, this would be a good one. Okay. Um, this by um, a guy called John Gottman. He's the guru in, in marriage. Uh, he has many books. And he has, I believe it's called the uh, Gottman Institute. Um, he did um, a love map uh, questionnaire. Do it on your own at home. So it is like um, a questionnaire that you will answer true or, or false, and then uh, based on your score, it tells you um, in which area your marriage is strong and in which areas your marriage need improvement. It's, it's about knowing the person. Because love is knowing the person, not only emotions. This is why it is, it is called the love map. Um, you can do it at home, okay? Because love is not only emotions or mushy feelings. It is knowing the person and feeling known. For the wife or the husband to feel known by the partner, this is love. She knows me. She gets me or he gets me. This is love. Okay? So these are your questions, true or false. We'll give you an idea on 
what you need to work on um, in your marriage, okay? Anybody who wants to ask or, or, or comment, either uh, verbally or do you need like a piece of paper and write a question or, or a comment, you can also have that. So any question, because I am I, I actually, I'm done. All right. So uh, it was uh, nice seeing you and having you. Um, I hope you all success and health in marriage. Keep working, and you will get here again in a month, and you will report back to Abuna what have you done with the practice, okay? Thank you, Abuna, very much, and thank you all for the time. And I think you, uh, you planted the seed for more and more retreats, so be ready for uh, every once in a while. We'll get, uh, yes, yes. So, yes, what, what, we're, what we're trying to do is, as you can see this link here, please sign up for this link, and we'll do, as Abuna said, once a month, uh, regrouping again, and we'll discuss more and more things and uh, use some resources also, uh, as I said yesterday, to, for all, all of us to learn together. But we, we need to, to do this, as uh, obvious it is. So thank God we'll, we'll do this, yes, and then... Uh, uh, God willing, also will bother Abuna again to come more and more and to uh, to, to uh, enrich enrich uh, the marriages that we have. We need that enrichment with God's grace. Uh, one thing which which just I reflect I want to reflect on from yesterday that is uh, the role of us in, in the marriage comes from our our relationship with Christ. So we cannot. Uh, uh, deny this and we cannot ignore this and just try to work on our marriage away from Christ, right? So that's we take this and then we give. We take from him and we give each other. Uh, thank you again. Thank you, Abuna, one more time. Thank God for this. Thank you all for coming, whether you're uh, members here or coming from outside or uh, visitors. Uh, love to have you and we uh, enjoyed the company through the weekend. Uh, God bless. And we'll just see our father and then go downstairs and uh, go from there. Thank you. Hear us when we see our together, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. May the love of God the Father, grace is only begotten, send the kingdom of the Holy Spirit with you, go in peace, peace be with you all, amen.